Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 8.37. Total Information AM. I'm Carol Daniel. Tom McCormick will join me coming up in an hour from Florida. 21 states have legalized recreational marijuana use since 2012. And our next guest points out that teen mental health problems have been on the rise in the same period. Welcome back to Erica Commissar. She's the psychoanalyst and parent coach and author of Being There, Why Prioritizing Motherhood in the First Three Years Matters. Her latest piece, Legal Weed, Feeds the teen mental health crisis. It appeared in the Wall Street Journal. Erica, welcome back. Good to talk to you again. Thank you for having me. So this is something that some may know, but some do not, that marijuana's potency has changed over time. And the level of marijuana that is in stores today is not what those of you who were smoking in the 60s, it's not what you were getting then. Does that make it more addictive? It does. It does. And in fact, if you go into the legal weed places, they take pride in the fact that, you know, you can smell the intensity. So, yes, the, it, it is not the weed of previous generations and it is addictive. So, you know, we're all, all under the impression that it's the same as the 60s and it's not. And so are some even still debating whether or not marijuana is addictive? And then we'll talk about the, the impacts, your concerns on the teenage brain. Well, the Centers for Disease Control have basically said that three in 10 users have a cannabis use disorder, so that's an addiction. So I think now it's the cat's out of the bag, as they say. Um, So it's not as if I'm saying something that isn't known. Uh, It's just not known widely. And I'm not sure, you know, it may not be known widely because, again, people are under the the misunderstanding that it's not addictive. And so how does marijuana relate to the mental health crisis that we are seeing amongst teenagers in your mind? So adolescents are very sensitive. The the brain is in a very critical period of brain development, and that means that they are incredibly sensitive to marijuana, um, any any hallucinogen. And it basically, uh, one, developmentally, it keeps them from learning how to self-regulate. So it keeps them from learning how to deal with adversity, how to become resilient. And so when they do try to get off of it, they're flooded with negative emotions. And often that can lead to breakdown or or withdrawal. And what we're what I'm really seeing in my practice and what we're all seeing is that a lot of these suicide attempts and suicides are related to marijuana use. And that is not being publicized as it should be. And I think it's because we have legitimized marijuana for adults. And, you know, the problem is, yes, it's true that, you know, a kid can't go into a store and buy it legally. They're still buying it illegally. But by making it legal, we're legitimizing it for adults. If you legitimize something for adults, you make it psychologically more available to kids. And now something that you just said, I'm sure people are maybe even reeling about pretty alarming to say that suicides among teenagers are due mm-hmm. to marijuana use? Where's the, where's the proof in that? 
Oh, there's a lot of proof. It's not a, it's not in every case, but I would say most of the suicide cases that I am involved with uh, in my patients, there it's related to drug use. So, and it could be a combination of drug and alcohol use, um, but at, at least drug use. So, you know, the idea that that uh, weed is a hallucinogen, we don't think about that, you know. Uh, nor do we think about the fact that uh, alcohol is a depressant. You know, I mean, we're not really thinking about what these drugs actually do because in the moment they give some relief to these kids. But in the end, you know, marijuana creates paranoia. It creates extreme anxiety and panic attacks. It creates depression and it creates suicidal ideation. It's one of the, it's one of the uh, sort of the uh, characteristics of marijuana. I want to know what your son said to you about college use, his friend's use of marijuana in college. What was the story that he told you? And I know you have to go soon, so I wanted to hear that. Well, I mean, basically he said our generation is really um, is, is, is really in trouble. He said he's 21, and he said everyone in my um, – everyone around me, his close circle of friends, uh, is is a is a weed addict basically um, smokes you know ten to twelve times a day and can't function without it and many of them have had breakdowns and you know we used to call a mental breakdown a depressive breakdown um, and and it's meant different things over the years but when we say an adolescent is having a breakdown it is uh, m- most likely in some way related to drugs. Is the answer to clearly to not use marijuana? Yes. And the answer is we have not, first of all, by making it legal, we certainly haven't scared them. Um, by making it appealing, we haven't scared them, you know. But, but I think also we haven't scared them. We have, we have to create programs in schools where kids who have gone through these depersonalization or psychotic events that come out of marijuana use, where kids are hospitalized for up to a year. After you have a deeper, after you have a quote unquote breakdown from weed, uh, most kids are hospitalized for six months to a year. I would encourage so, everyone, and I'm sure you would too, to to talk to your kids and to talk to your pediatrician about what your children are doing and what they are facing. Um, Erica Commissar, it is E R I C A. Her website K O M I S A R dot com. She has an upcoming seminar on adolescent suicide. Erica, thank you for joining us on KMOX. Thank you for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.